I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before just sliding right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a BT. What on earth? I don't have an option. Welcome! Welcome! To Prem de la Prem. On today's episode of Prem de la Prem, we double the stakes from one guest to two in the ongoing roadshow that is the summer content series. Mm. Tim and Kate live a charmed life as Manchester City supporters. They walk us through the trials and tribulations of supporting a team that pretty much wins everything except the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, this past season won the domestic treble. Uh, first team to do that. Uh, certainly in quite some time, if not ever. If not ever. If not ever. Experts debate. Yeah, it's up for debate. In any case, um, it's not black and white. Remarkable season in England for them, uh, as has become the norm. Um, Bounced out in the quarters of the Champions League in that epic match against uh, against Tottenham uh, before Tottenham eventually met Liverpool in the final. But uh, this mm-hmm. one's about City, so we'll stick to City. They set a new standard, or not a new standard, but uh, maintained, a, maintained standard. a standard of the 100-point, almost 100-point season and against the competition that they face this year without K- KDB for most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly remarkable year, and you know it's really, it's not nearly as, um, as kind of tough to, to, it's it's tougher to kind of yeah in, like encapsulate I mean, what is the problem because they're just so good. I mean, you guys what do you know do? you guys know Pat and I. We like to take jabs, and as you might have heard from the Mark interview, it was a lot easier to slip in a few a few quips here oh, yeah. and there. But uh, with City, it was it was harder because they keep going from strength to strength. I think one thing you listeners will find interesting is we talked about which season was better. You know, the hundred point season they had uh, mm-hmm. two prior, and then and then last season being able to fend off a, a dog team of, fight, a team of destiny esque uh, Liverpool. So we get into that a little bit. We talk about what this team is with Pep and preparing for a life without Pep because he has two years left on his contract, and then filling in the gaps on a team that needs to uphold this standard of success. Right. Yeah, I mean the biggest the biggest kind of touching points are like are they maybe passing the torch? With uh, you know, company going out on the high of all highs with the screamer. I don't think he scored a goal from open play in like four or five years. And goal of the season, in my estimation, due to first mm. the strike and the magnitude of the goal. Context wise, context wise, goal of the season. Probably not goal of the season, but I mean, still probably top ten goal of the season, just straight up in terms of yeah the hit and oh, who did it. Undoubtedly, yeah. Um, and now he's off to, to Anderlecht, I believe, or no, maybe not Anderlecht, but some yeah yeah Anderlecht yeah, yeah. player manager. Uh, Jackie Moon 2.0. Can't wait to see that. Uh, huge loss for the Premier League, I think, is fair to say. At Premier League, we have to recognize that. It's a true Premier League great leading. Yeah, he's a character, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that big old big old bald head. is. I'm going to miss it on my, my TV screen. I hate yeah. seeing John Stone. So, definitely a loss there. David Silva announcing his retirement. Um, though, uh, we, we do get into a little bit more of what he's bringing to the table, but big add as far as who they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. Rodri into mm-hmm. that uh, center of the park yeah. there. Uh, we'll, papering over the aging cracks. Yeah. Yeah, so um, without further ado, we hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is, the Manchester City edition of the Prem de la Prem Summer Content Series with Kate and Tim. Our interview with Kate and Tim is brought to you by Aardvark Paper Straws. Sure, it's not as good as plastic, not even the fourth best drinking alternative, but it beats killing sea turtles. Patrick, how do you feel about plastic straws? You know, James, they severely pollute and damage the environment, almost as bad as oil. But not Aardvark Straws. Aardvark Straws are eco-friendly and biodegradable. 
They're the perfect Earth-friendly alternative to plastic straws, which can severely pollute and damage the environment. A problem so nice, we mentioned it twice. So the next time you even think about supporting plastic, just ask yourself, is this who I really am? Is this the kind of Earth I want my kids to inherit? Aardvark Straws. Our goal is to make sipping, crafting, and enjoying beverages fun and good for the planet. Good afternoon and welcome to the Manchester City Roundtable Discussion. I am here as always with my co-host James Burton. James, say hello. Hello, fine people. And we are joined by two City fans. Two, two, two City fans. Um, I'll let you each introduce yourself and kind of go into what made you a City fan. Um, what draws you to the team, what you love about being a City fan. I'm sure the hardware is, is, is among the top of that list. But, Kate, why don't we uh, start with you? Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little background of your, your, your history as a City fan. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm super pumped to be on this. I'm Kate Demali. I'm 31, and I've been a City fan for about – I'm going to round up to 10 years. We're just going to throw it. it out there. Um, I became a City fan because of Carlos Tevez in the 2010 World Cup. And then started following him around um, as much as I could. So. Welcome to Manchester. Right? <laughs> and then, um, obviously, Jesus Navas with those beautiful blue eyes. Mm. They both were on City. And I just spent my college years kind of catching them when they were on TV, Champions League, and then NBC got their deal, and I went all in. Um, so that's my kind of City, how I got to where I am today. And now I'm a, a gift shop, is what I call myself. I... <laughs> Love city so much, own so much city stuff, talk about city all the time. They're the best. City till I die. Got a, t- <laughs> got a tattoo on my back of my arm. <laughs> I love it. You, I think you're definitely ranking up there as far as hardcore fans who we've got on for their respective teams. So we are yes. very stoked to have you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real stoked. I know. We're real. We exist. We're going to make this team huge. Yeah. And uh, Tim, I think that that's a, a perfect uh, time to transition to you. Um, yeah. What made you a city fan? Well, let me take you back to 2012. You know, <laughs> was, uh, you know I've, uh, I was never a, I was a soccer player, never much of a fan uh, of the EPO, but I do remember seeing that Sergio Aguero goal in 2012 against QPR to win the, the league. Um, you know, didn't do much for me until I got to college and I roomed with an Arsenal fan and a Liverpool fan, so I had to pick a team that um, equally frustrated them both. And let's be honest, I'm drawn to winners, so yeah. straight to the top. You just jumped right on while we get here. We are six titles later. So. And I appreciate you um, you owning that, young Timothy. The um, this is this is my little brother for all you you listening, and you can you can kind of sense that through the. Uh, through the airwaves, but cats uh, out of the bag. Yeah, cats out. Oh, you were trying to. You were trying to. Oh, you had to reveal later. I don't know when we were going to reveal it, if at all. But <laughs> it's here now, and I do like the juxtaposition of one brother picking true, bre- truly bred winners and recognizing that immediately, and then the other brother just going for the most masochistic approach to fandom. Yeah, I appreciate the pain. But no, this podcast isn't about me. This is about city. Um, and my first question for you is, what more could you want? Uh, I mean, I do want a Champions League trophy. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> but I will never rest my legacy on a Champions League trophy. Um, I mean, that's what I want. Interesting. Okay. I would. You know what? I think we could also do an Invincible season. Oh, I think we could. 
Mm. That's the, that's that's one of the few things I have left. So if right. you could just leave, if you could just <laughs> leave that where it is, I'd really really appreciate it. Um, but no, I mean obviously coming off of back to back Premier League titles, um, you know these two seasons were really like raising the standard I think for mm-hmm. the Premier League, and that was that's part of what makes it so frustrating for all the other teams in the top six, and probably even more so a Liverpool fan today that. The, the margin for error is so small at the top. City has been so good. Liverpool nearly beat them out this year. Um, I mean, Liverpool playing a near flawless, near flawless, near invincible mm-hmm. season, except for the one game at the Etihad, which I'm sure you guys love. I mean, that game was the season. But which which season was better? The 100-point oh. season, right? You know, the best season in Premier League history from a points perspective. Yeah. The delta yeah. between first and second was just insane. Uh, you won the league running away in a classic pep fashion or fending off the team of destiny, so to speak, in Liverpool and preventing them from getting their first trophy. Because to add some color to that from a, I guess non-biased isn't the right word, but from an outsider of a Liverpool City fan perspective, this season, Liverpool had so many moments where they win in the last minute or Mm -hmm. score crazy off the crossbar, off the keeper goals, where you just felt like they had their name on the trophy and there there was no way another team could get in their way, but... Pep's relentless pursuit of winning kind of kept them down, at yeah. least for this season. So, will that all yeah. hand it off to you guys? All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you want to go ahead, Sam? I'll go ahead. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, ahead. I think, you know, winning easily is always, you know, comforting. Um, but you enjoy the season. That's a little bit more of a challenge in retrospect. Now, if they were to lose to Liverpool, then, of course, you would have – well, we wouldn't have this question, so that's a, a stupid point. However – you know, I think the 14 straight results at the end, um, they were all necessary. 14 straight wins there yes. uh, to get the title. So I think that's a, a little bit more of a um, of an entertaining, from a, from a strictly a fan's perspective, that's going to be more entertaining for me. Um, running away with it, I mean, I'm a Patriots fan, so, uh, you know, I've had enough of that. I like the, uh, you know, I, I like this past season. I like yeah. this past season, the domestic treble. Um, never been done, I think, in, in, in English soccer. Um, we just need that quad. So that's what we're coming for next year. Yeah. Or you can start with it. just the Champions League trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Get one of those. Quad sounds good. Yeah, I mean, December, Christmas time, holiday time in particular, I don't think my family wanted to be around me. I was a mess after the Crystal Palace game, and then the Leicester follow-up was not good. So when I think about this year, this year was definitely more painful. Every game was on the line. It had to be that way. But that one, that's what made waking up at 4.30 in the morning, at 5.30 a.m., 7, to watch those games and to come out with that continuous W every single time you knew mm-hmm. that this team was going to grit in. And then I'd go about my weekend having the best weekend ever. <laughs> um, so I definitely think that this year was the better of the seasons between the two. I think running away with it just showed everybody like, hey, this is a professional soccer league. Like everyone's <laughs> gonna, like start buying, start selling, um, you know, or else it's going to be a runaway train every single time. And I'm grateful that Liverpool gave us the um, challenge. I'm just mm-hmm. incredibly happy that we got to lift that trophy on the last day. Do you think this is the new standard for the Premier League? And really the question is, can one or both of City and Liverpool sustain this for mm-hmm. 
really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that's going to be sustained for the next couple of years. I think anyone would be, be a little crazy to think that, you know, Liverpool or City would take too big of a step back yeah. in the next few years. But is this the new standard or is this just the greatest two teams I'm, as far as quality that we're going to look back on yeah. in the Premier League? I'm thinking of a more exciting way to phrase like a question to you guys um what do you think will happen first another team emerges as a challenger to city and liverpool or either city or liverpool will fall away that's a good question mm-hmm. that is a good question i think the fall away might happen first whether um pep leaves or Klopp leaves i think that that always you know causes a shift in any team when they're either rebuilding and players start to leave or come in for that um i know pep's got two years left on his contract so i'm waiting with beta breath to see who they start to maybe seed in maybe arteta that'd be fantastic um but i think that this is the new standard i don't think city is gonna i don't think city would want to drop any lower than how they're performing and i think the players that they're looking for have that mentality to keep them up there and anyone that doesn't have that they're not gonna look at either i mean absolutely it, it comes down to i think the organization too you have a good organization good ownership in place. As long as there's still oil on the ground, city's going to be just fine. Um, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest here, right? Qatar has a long time to have a professional What's going league. on with that, new, that Newcastle deal? They might be the third team coming up there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of... Uh... One of, one of your owner's brothers, I think, is, is just getting a little jealous, and he's, he's yeah, for some reason, well, chose Newcastle. Mike Ashley's doing his best Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. And just making making Rafa Benitez leave instead. But, I mean, if you think about it, uh, most of the major leagues are dominated by one of these teams, it seems. You know, with, if it's Juventus or, or Munich or Barcelona, that's what makes the EPL so great, too, is that there, you know, there's obviously a, a group of teams that kind of are at the forefront, but they do change in terms of who's at the top. Um, but I don't see anyone beating Liverpool or Man City next year. It's a two-team race. Um, mm-hmm. They ran away with it last year, and I, I just can't see that changing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 go ahead, Kate. It was still what six, fifteen, sixteen points between second and third. It was there's still a huge gap between those yeah. two. I Ninety-seven was, to seventy. Arsenal, I think, was nine yeah. points off the pace. Seventeen points off. Oh, man. oh no. Okay, no, I read oh, no. that wrong. Uh, that was nine lo- nine losses off the pace. I read that wrong. Stats department coming in. I was like, Ew. <laughs> don't tell me what yeah. I don't want to hear. The the gulf between Liverpool in second at ninety seven and Chelsea in third at seventy two. Twenty five points. points, which is wow. yeah. insanity. You're yeah. The the city's goal differential was uh, as many points as third place had. It's just, yeah, it, like the, the numbers just are mind-boggling. The fact that Liverpool had one loss and finished second just I know. doesn't make sense to my, my simple, simple brain. My dear um, just deleted that game. I've <laughs> saved the Liverpool City game, and I watch it quite frequently. Went to sing yesterday. We'll put, the, um, we'll put the highlight video together as a part of our Instagram post for this episode so you can relive that and I share it, it shamelessly, Wonderful. which is all we want to do. Um, and when we're talking about kind of the next – Standard, and I, I think that anyone who's, you know, not willing to delude themselves into thinking another top six club can take that next step, which I absolutely will do come August. But it, come December, it'll become clear again. It's a two horse race. Maybe Spurs will have been bottled it at that point. But the question that I really want to ask is like, what do you, what do you what makes a successful season next year? Um, you 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 should know that the only team to ever three peat 
in the Premier League is United. Yeah. So your crosstown rival, you have the ability mm-hmm. to match them on mm-hmm. that. You mentioned the Champions League trophy. Seems, you know, unless you're talking about volume of trophies, it's the only thing missing uh, from, you know, this modern era of, of city dominance. What is What makes a successful season next year? Is it entirely end results? Do you need to defend your domestic treble? You know, Pep winning... A, a a second a second uh, or a third rather Champions League, uh, what 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 defines success for you? Because it's a well, little more abstract down here in the in the uh, in the fifth and sixth place. I don't know what I it's can, like to be up there. I can hop in real quick because my answer is short. It's a uh, it's a double. It's a Champions League winner and a league winner. But it all starts off um, Community Shield August fourth against Liverpool. Will be a great way to start the season. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just has to be the Champions League. It's the one thing that's missing for me. Some say um, it's a real trophy, the Community Shield. Uh, it definitely is if you win. That's great. <laughs> it, yeah, it, Ars- it's, Arsenal needs to fill the Emirates cabinet somehow. <laughs> but that's that's my answer. So it just gotta be it's gotta be the double. You you match that three P and you get your Champions League. Kate, let me give you a quick deal or no deal. Champions League next season, but no Premier League. Would you take it? No deal. Wow! Wow! The greed. This oil money is getting to him. Wow. I'm sorry. I just look at a 38-game season and international play in there. And, oh, man, it's just such a battle. Like, I hate to say it, but it's like anyone can win seven great games. It's such an easy thing to throw out there as, like, the excuse. But to me, I'll take 38 tough games any day. And lifting that trophy, it's so good. Yeah. Wouldn't know. But the... The biggest, <laughs> the, 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 the biggest thing for me, though, Kate, you said at the beginning of the episode, you said you really wanted that Champions I League. Do. And I want to read you a quote. Um, and this is about the Champions League. Uh, the quote was, this is the consolation game. We all know City are the real champions. Um, and you said that at a bar while watching the Champions League game. <laughs> a lot of things were said. What, what is it, Kate? What is the Champions League? What does it mean? I know you. I know. Uh, I, I really love your point about the thirty-eight game season. I do think that that is, you know, it's it's a more satisfying trophy. It really yeah. that's what that's what gets you waking up at four a.m. every uh-huh. week. You know, the Champions League. It's nice. You get a longer lunch break a few times a few times during <laughs> during the year. But um, doctor's appointment, right? But yeah, like what what? Yeah, I mean, it's it. What what does that well, Champions like, League really mean to you? If it's I mean that short success versus what right. that sustained is. You know, I. It honestly, this one was deep seated in my hatred for Liverpool. Yes. Um, especially coming out of last year's Champions League, which I loved. <laughs> I could watch that Real Madrid Liverpool game over and over again. It was for a fun obvious one. Reasons. It was really yeah. fun. But this one with City winning the league and Barcelona falling out like the way they did, this game honestly just felt like a consolation prize between second and third, and someone <laughs> just needed a trophy. And they got to take that one, but at the end of the day, you know, grab a cooler of Heineken. Love it. Love it. And I love that you're not backing off of that take because no. that's that, that just makes me so happy. It's a good take. Um, yeah, so the, where should we take the, this? So, I mean, so it sounds like the three-peat is, is a big one. And then so I guess let's just get into what is it going to take to do it? Because, um, you know, Liverpool, a lot of the narrative here, James, I don't know if you want to take this one. You were... Yeah, so here's a little bit of a take I've been squatting on, which I feel like is a pretty popular one amongst like pundits in general, but it seems like, if I'm making a lot of generalities here, 
people are saying the Liverpool squad just needs to stay together and continue building what they have. Maybe pick up a couple auxiliary players here and there, but I would not be surprised. I don't know if they've released favorites yet. I would not be surprised if they were favorites to win next year because with City, I think the narrative is a little different. Obviously, they have an amazing squad, but there yeah. are holes that need to be filled. Um, you know, people are talking about Fernandinho getting old, and it looks like you guys just brought in a player to mm-hmm. do exactly Rodri. that. Yeah, I'll let Perfect. you guys talk about that, but... <laughs> Also, in the form of leadership with Vincent Company and, you know, David Silva making this his last season, mm-hmm. I would say there are holes that need to be filled and are, you know, uh, fair play are being filled. But it seems like City has some work to do this summer. Yeah. Relative to That's Liverpool, fair. we're talking about that, what yeah. is likely to be a two-horse title race again. Yes. That's fair. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I think there's a center-back slot that obviously needs to get filled. I don't think you, you replace Company's leadership or, or legend status just overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, what he does on the field, um, there's, there's players that can do that, but what he brought to the team probably in the locker room, that's going to be tough to fill. Um, Fernandinho, he can get old because we got Rodri now, so that doesn't matter. I'm so excited about man, six, three, yes. straight up baller. I texted that to everybody yesterday. Let me, uh, let me drop some stats for you. Oh, got wow. two, two gems do. coming at you live about Rodri. The only player in La Liga to make more than 200 tackles since the start of the 17-18 season. He's also the only player to win possession more than 500 times during that period, and he won possession 600 times. So he mm-hmm. wins the ball, he gets stuck in, he distributes, he holds possession, exactly what Pep needs. Yep. It's it's a perfect fit, I think. So yeah. Fabian five Del's going to have some trouble getting minutes. I think, his lockers, I think his locker's already packed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to drop a couple of stats on you, too, about our friend Rodri, especially as a potential for a replacement. Last year, he had three goals, one assist, five yellows. Fernandinho had one goal, three assists, five yellows. Pumped about that. Extra goals, I think the height's going to add to that. He also was, I think, it either was all of Europe or just Spanish League, but he was the one of five players to have a 90% pass completion and 50 tackles won. So he's going to be a beast in the back. He's going to get balls out to everybody. I think he's going to be great support for Ederson, who can be a little wild, my favorite. <laughs> but I cannot wait to see this guy. I think he's like five inches taller than everybody. Yeah, he's going to have some good opportunities off the set pieces, and uh, he's a split-legged runner, as I like yeah. to say. Yeah, what? they say yeah, he's like Budkes-esque, which I know Pep's a huge fan of. Isn't everybody a split-legged runner? Let's go back to split-legged <laughs> runner yep. for a second. They, uh, they said that back deeper. in the Super Bowl, back for uh, that, that's how they described Marshawn Lynch, and it stuck with me ever since then. Split right, but what, is, what does it mean? I don't know. I, I was using it as he just covers a lot of space. <laughs> got long legs. Wasn't expecting was to get called out on that take. <laughs> when you say he has both a right foot and a left foot, you mean that literally? <laughs> yes, yes. He uses them both. So let's talk about at the back. What do you? How do you feel about Sir John Stones? <sighs> we're we're all in yeah. we're all in agreement. Laporte is a he's slotted in there. He's it's a great player. Who's so yeah. going to partner? Laporte. Yeah, who's Laporte. partnering Laporte? That's the big question, right? And Stones can he fill that? Odomendi, you can't you can't like him. Do you like Odomendi? Let's I gotta, not, let's let's not forget Mangala. Okay. Do you just like kind of like deal with Odomendi? Is that kind of what he is? You just put up with him. I. He's living rent free at the Eddie Hat. I should. <laughs> I mean, he's Kuhn's best friend, and Sergio Aguero needs all the friends in Manchester. That's so true. maybe he's there for some internal like, moral support. He's a club man. That's it fair. does right? seem like he always gets like the worst version of Aguero's haircut. 
<laughs> well, I, yeah, the blonde, I was like, interesting for a Copa, but yeah. okay. And, and, um, yeah. Between Stones and, I have nicknames for all of them. I almost called Otamendi Ozzy for you guys. Um, between Stones and Otamendi, I do prefer Stones. I think if, like, there's something about Stones' as maturity on and off the field that I think is missing, which makes those horrific, uh, like, mess ups in the back seem extra worse however yeah we call those, we call those mustafis we call those mustafis <laughs> okay hilarious his mustafis per game is out um, of control i'm officially using that moving forward um but i mean i have to love him because he cleared that ball off the line in that liverpool game yeah. like mm-hmm. like in my mind i'm like in that moment i would take john stones over nicholas Otamendi any day because of that clearance like i but just I, have to believe that but i, I do think, think that there's a maturity their... thing with stones that just needs to like tighten it up a little bit. I think like maybe KDB needs to talk to him or somebody to kind of like, dude, you could be the captain of this team potentially. Like I threw him down as my potential company replacements. Him, Bernardo Silva, KDB is my favorite though. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking as like the leader. Like the, yeah, someone build? that can like build that team up and like be that leader on and off the field. I just think he's got to mature a little bit more. You, you got to go around KDB. The guy's just so special. He's, he's so special, say, and he's this young. This was so hard with him being injured. I couldn't believe that I served. That's a good point, actually. We did this whole season pretty much without Kevin. Yeah, yep. I was going to mention that. It's terrifying. Spoiled for resources. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember the first long stretch of injury. I was like, uh-oh, like, this is, this is it. But we just kept grinding. We kept winning. And then as he'd be in and out of every couple of games, I'd be like, is it too soon? Take your time. But I think yeah. next season with Kevin, that's – that's going to be yeah, amazing. It's going to be a little self-deprecating here. United had issues with Pogba, our best player, and you guys do a season without Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> 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 oh, so to bring guys. it back to center back, is there a door number three, a player you really mm-hmm. want to bring in? I know Harry Maguire's in the conversation, but I don't think City right. need him as much if as... If you say DeLitt and it happens, I'm canceling the show. <laughs> if DeLitt happens to City. I know it's not a rumor, but... But yeah, that that was that's what I think because City seem to always have a something lined up, and Stones and Odomendi have their clear flaws. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I feel like Chichi's been really light on releasing his list a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know who we're going after. I think and, that's smart. I'm, yeah. To be honest, I'm not did even. Did you just uh, mention a technical director? I did. Wow. <laughs> you know the guy that gets our guys. <laughs> oh, so Edward Word. Uh, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Anyway, enough about me. Tim, what do you got? I was just going to say, I'm not worried about it. I think we stick Rodri in there. We could play with 10, put three in the back. Don't even need to fill that slot. My man's intercepting the ball 600 times a year. We're absolutely fine. Literally stick me back there and we'll be good to go. City to field. Mara's back there, actually. Let's put Mara's back there. I want to see him get some more playing time. It's a little interesting because you definitely have you have plenty of people that can play on the wing. You have the two forwards. You have plenty of people that can play through the middle. Walker played center back in a three in in the World Cup. I mean, I know that Pep is very very regimented, and I don't think he's going to break from the fourth four three three. He hasn't mm-hmm. in in what like fifteen years. I'd be really surprised if well, he just he did. He played it a little because, three four three action in yeah. his past. Yeah, a little bit. But I my my general point is like, I guess I don't really know what my general point is. I do think you need another center back. I think left back is still an area of of somewhat concern. Mm-hmm. No, are we trusting Zinchenko? I mean, he really fought for his spot this year. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see him have another shot in that role if that's what he wants. I think he really earned it. 
and that's this that's actually interesting that you you kind of you brought that up because whenever James gets nostalgic and thinks of Ferguson, what he always used to mention and he relates it to City is the the that everybody always had to fight for their spot. You know, you have you know, even you know, Gabriel Jesus starts on nearly every team in the Premier League in some capacity and yeah, he's fighting for that spot. Sane, Mares, mm-hmm. S- Bernardo Silva who just displaced people because of how good he was playing. Sterling found his form that everyone kind of thought that he had in a major major way this year. And you're looking Absolutely. at you know Riyad Mahrez and 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 Leroy Sané on the bench and you know the rest of the Prem's like saying, "Hey, like that that those are your second choices? Like you got to be kidding me." <laughs> and I think that that's kind of what um, you know with maybe Zinchenko or some um, some other folks you, that you bring to the tables, you form this identity of the cream will rise to the crop, and it just makes it or to the top, not the crop. Excuse me. <laughs> I was gonna let it go. No, I had to catch that. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a really important thing about um, City's identity. I think Liverpool are starting to form that. But um, Zinchenko, I would, I would, I would not have slotted him in there. That is an interesting take. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, just those back 14 games, I just have to go back and think about them. He was our left back, and mm-hmm. we grinded through. Like, this team, as it is, we're really just kind of tying up loose ends or making it a, mm-hmm. like a bad analogy. Beautiful sweater or something like that. Yeah. Pep's, Pep's winter sweater. Pep's beautiful sweater. Yeah, so, I mean, are you, are you looking at these – you mentioned Pep's contract. Are you – looking at these as the last two years really for city i mean i'm not obviously they're going to be willing to spend they're not going to change the ownership but if this if it is two more years of pep yeah is it all about maximizing these two years and then whatever happens happens like what are what are your expectations for the future of city and you know obviously it's 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 you know it's a you know i don't want to say it's less fun to talk about the past year and the previous year with city but we know what we're getting there so like maybe let's expand this conversation to 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 really what is, is this the beginning of a long-term dynasty or is this a, a 10 year sprint? Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. You know, I would, Obviously, I, I would say, want, but... yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think the next two years are, you know, they're, they're league titles. It's, or a second place finish maybe if, if someone can compete. So I don't even think, you know, maybe, but it started in like 2012. So isn't this kind of already been a little bit of a, of a dynasty and they did it. They at least one of those mm-hmm. without pep as well. Um, when the new ownership group was in place. So I think, um, uh, not to, not to pull, pull that card, but having worked in a professional sports uh, operation humble, humble company, brand. yes, very much so. Aren't you in service? Uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit sometimes. And service, and service. Like high quality servicing. Um, what do I have however, to do to lock you into a season ticket right now? I was just going to say, I'm ready for my what season ticket. What card are we putting this on? Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it is it, – the success of the club and it's true throughout all sport is, is how well the organization is run. And it, seemingly the organization is very well run um, by people, you know, whatever, have your own opinions on them. But as long as that ownership places in group, I think you see continued success, good results. As long as Pep's there, you probably see uh, an enhanced version. He, he's like a mm-hmm. 1.5 multiplier, it seems um, to the product on the field of, uh, you know, opposed to maybe some other coaches. So I think, as long as he's there, they're winning at a high clip. As long as that ownership's there, they're still competing for championships every yeah, season. I, I, I totally agree, Tim. I think let's not forget that City was in the business of winning titles before Pep came mm-hmm. in. Yes. I think you 
not all is lost. I, I think if I was placing money, Pep's going to do his two years, and then you know whether he walks away with a three-peat or a Champions League title, like that'll be his lot. He's not prone to staying anywhere longer than a certain amount of time. But even if he does leave, I think you guys have enough of that backbone financially and maybe structurally to move on to the next thing without too much of a dip. I definitely agree with that. But that being said, um, I think you have to look at Pep in a ranking sense of one of the best managers of all time. And he obviously would be a loss to any team if he went away. Um, I'm curious where you guys think, obviously there's going to be some bias in this conversation, Mm -hmm. but where do you guys see him ranking uh, all time managers overall and in the premiership? Because I think I I love the distinction between these two, Pat, I don't know if you can add to it, but like, Obviously, there are there are those those uh, stalwart names in the Premier League, but overall, you look mm-hmm. at what he's done in the other leagues, and it's a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, I like to I like to compare um, this to kind of like I think that uh, you know Cristiano Ronaldo was the best player to ever play in the Premier League, and Thierry Henry was the best Premier League player ever. That is my take, right. you know. And so it's like that's kind of how I like to think of this. Is um, I don't I mean I'll, I'll I'll leave my opinion out of this for this, but yeah, where for you guys. Where does Pep rank all-time managers, overall history of football, and just the Premier League? Because we are prem to la prem. We do need to have yeah. that and, c- cut out a little bit. And feel free mm-hmm. to include Wenger in the overall discussion as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's in everybody's top five, just a matter of where. Right. Let's go uh, to the tape. <laughs> I think if, if Pep gets our Champions League trophy, I think he's the greatest in the Premier League. I think if he... And that's in the Premier League. Like, I know that's all of Europe, and I'm saying that would solidify his Premier mm. League status, too. I think if he gets the three-peat this year on Premier League, I think it puts him right up in the conversation with with Ferguson. I, But outside of trophies and wins and all of that amazing stuff, I think just the style of play that he brings to any team that he's got, the entertainment value, and just the, you know, the goal-scoring mentality that can be missing in the sport sometime, I think you have to take that in consideration as well when you look at you know all the managers across it's such a tough one um but i definitely think the 3p and a champions league trophy puts him right up at the top if not um you know right up there with everybody else okay before yeah Jake's i mean head explode, tim go ahead i think uh i'm, I'm disagreeing a little bit there i think the he hasn't spent his whole career there in the, in the epl so that's just, you know, the reason Barry Sanders isn't the greatest running back of all time is because he retired early, right? So he can't be. Had he spent his whole career there, maybe he would be. But that leads us to the conversation of all-time managers. Um, and he's got to be up there, right? Like, he wins everywhere he goes. He's only had one season without a trophy. That was 16, 17. He has 28 trophies through uh, 12 years. That's with a sabbatical as well, so maybe 11 seasons, 28 trophies. Career record, 127, 24, and 23. Uh, the guy doesn't lose, and on top of all of that, he plays an attractive style of soccer. His teams do, that is. It's fun to watch. They just dominate. They hold possession. They attack with pace. They're, they're exciting teams to watch. So I think Alex Ferguson, I don't know all of his stats, but I know he has some ridiculous records. I would probably put him up there for the for the Premier League as the top. Uh, but Pep, you know, his story's not done. And I think by the time he is, he'll, he'll be up there as, as a top Maybe the maybe the best of all time, but certainly top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think some good points were made there. I think Kate, what was really interesting about your take is we were Pat and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand. If anything, I would allow a conversation about the inverse. I feel like you said 
he if he gets a Champions League, he'll be um, undisputed Premier League uh, best manager of all time. And then it brings him into the conversation of overall alongside Ferguson. I would say the opposite. I think if you're thinking overall managers best of all time, you're you're there are people in two camps. I think it's it's Pep and it's Ferguson. I don't think Mourinho. You know, maybe Brad Friedel. Brad Friedel. Uh, is he is he a manager? Player manager? Yeah, absolutely. New England Revolution. Oh, oh, wow. All right. Well, yeah. let's get him on then the line. Then he was let go. Maybe. He was let go a season later for Bruce Arena. Ooh. I will just, as a quick aside, say how excited I am to see a Jackie Moon style manager in Vincent Company out there. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. wear it. Hopefully, clipboard whistle playing center back wait. with the arm. Live bears I mean, I'm, in the I'm, audience. I'm, I'm excited for that. A player manager and somebody that I mean, it, I'll, I'll let. I mean, I. I for me, I, I don't really have any huge grudge against City as an Arsenal fan, and Company is just—he's such an easy guy to root for, you know. Yeah. And and so I I'm excited to see him take that next step. But uh, James and I are in the two different camps of the best managers of all time, and the camps are, yeah, is it more impressive to do something at one mm-hmm. place for a very long time, have success, rebuild, mm-hmm. reinvent, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. or do be at the very top of your craft? be able to take that different places, win domestically and yeah. in, 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 in the Europe. And it's just, I think both are reasonable discussions to have. Exactly. Um, I'm, an, I'm on I'm Team Pep, James, Team Ferguson, and I, I don't think either is wrong. It's do you like chess or do you like checkers? <laughs> well, are you a, one sounds better than the other. Are you, a, like are you a savory crepe or a sweet crepe kind of guy, uh, so to speak? Yeah, That's okay. My analogies got better as, as time went on. But... Um, I, I think if, if uh, Pep does bring home a Champions League or a three-peat, the best overall of all time, I will go past my bias and let that conversation be subjective. Like, you can walk away with it. You think Pep, and I say, that's fine. You can think that way. I'll yeah. allow it. Mm-hmm. What I won't allow <laughs> is if he does that, and then you talk about best Premier League manager of all time, because... Ferguson has been there every step of the way. He's won right. two Champions Leagues yeah. while being in the Premiership. He's rebuilt teams to win the Premier League title. I think his most impressive, like Mourinho said, finishing second with that United team two years ago was the best accomplishment of all time. <laughs> I think I think Ferguson winning the title with that old team in 2013 and bringing in Robin Van, Van Persie was like a stroke of genius. Yeah. So I think it is tougher to have that conversation on the Premier League scale. Personally. Also the, the, his personal torpedo to Old Trafford. Yeah, <laughs> was not rebuilding and going for one last swan song. Yeah, exactly. which has been fantastic for the rest of us uh, after all those years. But no, it's a, it's a good conversation to have. Wanted to get your, your guys' take on that. Um, and let me let's 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 kind of let's kind of uh, like wrap this thing up with a little a little bit of uh, some fun games. Um, Ooh, this one okay. should be pretty easy. I'm going to start it off, then I'll let James do a couple. But um, better mm-hmm. goal, just kind of from like however you want to define better. The company screamer to effectively seal the Premier League this year in this crazy season we talked about, or Aguero's against QPR. Oh my god! Well, guys, you have, have to, to choose say, one. I have to say first, I was supposed to be at the Leicester game, but they Ooh. moved it. They moved it for TV rights. So from Saturday to Monday, whose flight was back on Monday? Mine. I had to watch it. Well, uh. nope. Landed and saw it. <laughs> it was That's a brutal eleven-hour flight. Um, but uh. it's better than finding out from a flight attendant England lost to Croatia please (laughs) please return to your seat (laughs) 
we go over every every two to three episodes that J- James brings up. Right. Yeah. He found out Not about better. that. Yeah. So with that being said, because it personally affected me, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the company goal this year. That, that in, there's, it's too fresh. I can watch 9320 every day like it's waking up to an alarm clock and it still gives me chills. But that company goal and every oh my God, they both had so much writing on it. I'm going with company, hands down. Wow. Final Ooh, answer. Fan, final answer. I'm going in right okay. now. All right, Tim, what about you? Both tough, both tough. But I'm going to have to go with the QPR goal that was the inception of my fandom. So that's where it all started. Do you remember where you were? I do. I was at my, our house, my brother and my <laughs> parents' house, that is. Uh, in a, in a You're really green, on this. <laughs> green recliner upstairs in the family room by myself, chilling, went crazy. Because yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the of the game more mm-hmm. so than anything else, and that and that captivated me that moment. So I'm gonna go with that That's goal. True. It was a great Premier League moment, not for you, James, but it the I, the cruel irony in that game was it was a game they were supposed to win yeah. and they had to do it yeah. that way. Yeah. So it's so cool. Twist the knife, <laughs> Mother's Day. It was not a good one. <laughs> Shut up, Mom! <laughs> I'm in my room! It's so funny how many of these games that land on Mother's Day. So many moms are put in. Yeah, moms go through the ringer. Shout out moms to all the moms out there. If Prem to Prem is nothing else, I want it to be known as the podcast for the moms. We are a pro-mom <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Alright, James, what we got next? Um, here's a good one. Name a player that played for City in 2008. Oh, Tim, you want to kick it off? Uh, Put the Wikipedia down, Tim. I hear you I'm reading all these around. stats. What do you mean? Uh, I'm going to go with... I hear clicking. I hear clicking. <laughs> yeah, through no the mics, clicking. Guys. Who's clicking around? I'm just walking. <laughs> I want to give you a good name. I don't just want to give you just like some basic... At- Nazri. Boom. There we go. Shout out to FIFA. I played I FIFA my whole life. Don't think so. No, he was... Yes, yeah, 100%. Was, in 2008? Oh, you said 2008. You didn't say 2000... Okay, shit. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you just thought we meant somebody who wasn't currently on the team? No, I don't know. I was just trying to say a name. I was, I was, I was beat on this one. It's all right. I think this one is more relevant for Kate because her colors are nailed to the mast. Although you did say you became a fan after. I was after that, yeah. yes. All right. Well, we'll give you one. Um, most of them are irrelevant, but Joe Hart. And here's oh, a fun a fact. How could I did not guess oh, you guys? Because you probably, it was, yeah, it, it, was, it was probably just like, Early 20s at the time. Yeah, very early on. He was forced to be their main keeper. And then, uh, fun fact for your next cocktail party, Casper uh, Schmeichel was the backup goalkeeper. Aww. Yeah. Joe Hart and Casper Schmeichel do a, they do a fun little podcast together called Gloved, I think. Not Wait, no promote, kidding. Are you being serious? Not, not to promote those two because they need it. Yeah, yeah we're, Kate, we're can gonna we cut uh, talk to you for a sec? <laughs> <laughs> this is not that kind of show. Uh, no. Can, yeah, Tim, can you go on mute? <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, thinking of other fun games we could play. Do you guys have any discussion points you wanted to go over? Things we haven't covered? Well, Tim, what was your favorite game of the season? This past season? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not going to be what you think it is. It's actually going to be that second leg against Tottenham. I know it was a loss, but oh, man. that was one of the best, one if not the, the best, takes. soccer game I've ever seen in my life. And we did get the moment of victory there for 20 seconds. So you felt what it was like to move <laughs> through <laughs> before they raised that flag for offside. You felt what it was but like that to is win a quarterfinal game. <laughs> but I mean, you, 
they won their titles. That's cool and everything. But that was that was my favorite game. Honestly, you can't was, unfeel feelings. I was a city fan that game, and it was a pretty great moment before it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay, what about you? I think mine was the second city Chelsea game that we just thumped them six zero. I have a bone to pick with Chelsea <laughs> and that, because... And that was the game that we went up in the table with a game in hand, I believe. So yeah. we started, that was our big chase going I'm su- on. I'm there. surprised neither of you mentioned uh, at home to Liverpool. Um, I because, I mean, is there... Like, I mean, obviously every game matters. You know, the, you, you need to get all your... All 98 of those points. But, like, that game... Yeah. It felt like a title decider even as early as it was. You know, I think that they mentioned it on the television that they'd never heard the Eddie ad like that. The, the, the people were posting stuff on Reddit, like mm. a mile away from the stadium. And the thing was, was yeah. rocking. Like mm. you could feel the energy in that stadium. And, 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 and I, I'm, I will not miss a city Liverpool game this year, either of them, because I think that we just, everybody's going to know these, these six points that are up for grabs could very well be the deciding factors. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, think that you like the city Liverpool game, watching it as like a neutral going in, so to speak. Oh, I was a City that, fan because, remember, game, all I have is the Invincibles. That's all right. I have left. So that I needed game, that. <laughs> that game for me, I believe it was a Wednesday at like 1130. So I was at work. And so I was just getting like updates from it. I wasn't able to like watch live. And wow. so I knew the final score was a at game. the end of the at the end of the game, so I knew we won, and I was jazzed. Like I was so jazzed. So when I went home and watched it, it was just a different experience. Like I knew that at the end of the game, like the ultimate score was going to be us on top. So mm-hmm. anything that happened in the game was just, you know, I was laughing at a lot of mistakes Liverpool was making, and like letting some of the stuff that I usually am screaming at with us go because I knew we were going to win. But because I didn't get to watch that game like fully live. It's still a fantastic game. I'm yeah. bummed my DVR deleted it, but that Chelsea game I'll Man. watch over and over again. It was my favorite. You're talking. First. You're talking about knowing that you were going to win against Liverpool. I don't even know that we're going to draw Crystal Palace when we play them. That's just a feeling <laughs> that I'll never be able to relate to. But it must be nice. It must be nice. It is. It's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's somewhere in between that feeling you get when the U.S. women is about to play, and that feeling. When the U.S. men is about to play a Concacaf team, <laughs> that feeling in the middle. We're gonna get that on Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah, we're gonna get that's both. We we're feel gonna get like. the sweet, sweet victory and a sweet, sweet disappointment. Mm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely, but the confidence that you should be able to beat third world countries sure, that are sure, hit sure. by horrific, horrific yeah. natural disasters two months prior, <laughs> and you still lose World Cup qualifiers. Man, you're still salty about Trinidad and Tobago. All right, Man, fuck not, that kind, show, not, not that kind yeah. of show, Tim. Not that kind of show. Well, to, on the on the <laughs> wow on the Liverpool City point, um, let's not forget we have a Community Shield final to look forward to. I love how they call it a final when it's only two teams. It's a yeah. month out. It's a month out of the, as of yesterday. Um, not as much riding on obviously the the um, impact of the trophy and, and what the trophy means, but just to see those two teams like test each other out early on is right. going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To see how like much they're willing to like commit to that game mm-hmm. versus you know prepare for the season. Uh, and yeah, you'll be in um, mid-November. It looks like for your first game against Liverpool. So yep. both teams will have um, mm-hmm. tested the water at that point, and 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 you'll kind of know, I guess, how important that game is yeah. at the time. First tough but, game of the year. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> I believe you have Arsenal match week four. We might All might right. have you guys on for a little preview. Let's I'll just embarrass one. myself. Yeah. Um, 
No, um, but before we before we wrap this up and let you guys go, we can't let you go anywhere without making some predictions for the year. Uh, that's a big thing that we're holding everybody to. Um, so, so one, what is what what what, are, what is City going to do this season? And then just general Premier League predictions. We like to have kind of a um, a hot take, and we'll reveal um, one of the ones that that our, our Spurs fan had yeah. just kind of give you a little bit of context Ooh. for that. So maybe let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do uh, predict first and second place. And no, let's do all top four in order. Top four. Let's do in order. Right. Yeah. In the order. Yeah. Not an ambiguous who are the top four. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fun in that? And then let's do um, top goal scorer for the season. And then let's do uh, one hot take. Yeah. One hot take. All right, whoever's whoever's ready, take it away. Um, Tim, you sound ready. I just get that feeling. And you can go one at a time if you want to buy yourself a little bit of time. Okay, cool. So I'll go top four. Um, It's going to be City, one. Predictable. Liverpool, two. You don't say. Are we doing point totals as well? No, but you can put that in your hot take segment if you're willing to commit to (laughs) that. All right, fair enough. Um, Go Tottenham, three. And then this is also my hot take. I have Wolves at four. Ooh. Jumping up, they they played every team in the top six very well. I think they beat a fair amount of them, or, or at least yeah. got a point out of a lot of their, a, their matches. A, there. This, yeah, you, um, you're just regurgitating my takes from previous episodes. I'm gonna have to talk to you about that <laughs> afterwards. But against the top six in a in a table of wolves plus the top six, wolves would have finished third. Uh, but in a table of wolves versus the bottom six, they would have finished seventh. They were so bad against the bottom of the table. They Huddersfield had three wins. Two of them were against Wolves, and so I, I I I kind of agree with that. They just need to tighten things up, but they can clearly compete against the big dogs. So, but I mean, Kate, you'll probably you'll probably touch on it. It's a thirty-eight game season for a reason. You got to be able to handle the the big fish and the little ones. Yep, and then That's what true. else? Um, got our uh, top sometimes four. I just start a sentence and halfway <laughs> through I'm like, how am I going to land this plan? <laughs> like Harrison uh, Moore, the Penmore Golf Course. Sergio Guerrero. Sergio Guerrero. Guerrero. Ooh, okay. That's not that yeah. kind of a take for just keeping sport. it city, city everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a solid thirty piece at yep. least. It was uh, uh thirty piece. Jesus. He had twenty this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was um Obama Young, Mane and Salah, I believe, split the prize this year. Um so put some respect on those names. Um but no, good. And your hot take is Wolves in the top four. I think that yeah, that is a like pretty Wolves. big hot take. Kate, what about you? All right, my top four, I've got City in first. I've got, it pains me to say, but I'm putting Liverpool second. Uh, Third, God, I'm like between the three, four, five, and six, I'm kind of a toss-up. It's all that anyone cares about. (laughs) I know, right? Who's going to make the Champions League next year? They get donked out in the quarters. That's what we talk about. I think I'm going to go Tottenham third. I know I'm like sounding like this season last, but then I'm going to throw Man United up in fourth. Oh, love I'm it. Just, I'm sorry. <sighs> Under the leadership of new manager Allegri. <laughs> I just can't see pretty boy Frank bringing Chelsea up into fourth. Yeah, especially with the transfer ban. Yeah. I agree. I do, I do not oh. think Chelsea's there. We didn't even talk about our potential. I love how yeah. fourth place feels like a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Well, well when, when the when the news drops, if you y'all get the transfer ban, we will we will happily have that's funny. Have you all back? But um, and then uh, we got Roger what was the second already. Second question. Top goal scorer, and then just a general hot take. Ooh, 
I'm going Sergio Aguero as well. I <laughs> always want him to be top. Who are you guys scorer. fans of? <laughs> Kuhn, my favorite. Um, I'm going to say he's going to have. How old is he? He's 31. I'm going to say he's going to have 31 goals this year. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then my controversial hot take, or my hot take, is that Liverpool is going to drop points by three VAR calls. I think, wow. three, I think in three separate games, VAR is going to somehow cause Liverpool to drop points. Why specifically? Yeah, you'd love to see that. Because I'd love to see it. I just feel like... <laughs> Will it into existence? Yeah. They, you know, they get the close off uh, offsides goals call. They get, uh, you know, handballs in the box not called for PKs. They get weird Jordan Pickford moments. I yep. just Salah forgets to get, tie his shoes a lot. Right. It's like Klopp runs on the pitch to hug Allison. Like mm. <laughs> tampering. That is, that is hell on repeat right there. Um, so yeah, three. I think points dropped in three games due to VAR for Liverpool. Wow. Wow, that's a great take, and that in, in given the delta at the top of the table and obviously how you rank the teams you're kind of backing into a take of var will give I'm, city a three-peat mm. i don't mm, i hope that it doesn't <laughs> and that is how you twist somebody's words well Head, without, without var this year we did win so without yeah, yeah, yeah. var next year it will just be a compliment i think yeah yeah and well, it's like there were there, like the wolves game for us that caused a tie Mm. You know, that was a yeah. handball in the box, yeah. and then, uh, so. It usually nets out in the end, yeah. you know, I don't think it's, I, 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 we, we, we have a pretty divisive opinion on VAR as well, which we will definitely have to get into this upcoming season, yeah. we're looking forward to it. Well, but. you guys are, have been amazing guests, and you're just going to have to keep listening to see how these takes pan out, and our own spin on them, so thank you guys so much for coming nice. on, Tim, Kate, and then the last thing I'll leave you guys with, um, we're compiling a bunch of sound bites that just play up. Uh, Prem de la Prem as a podcast, and we want to take some of your quotes out of context. If you could just say something like, United's the best team, you guys are great hosts, um, you know, just throw anything out. Anything anything, anything out for a sign-off that we can then use to our benefit. Yeah. Uh, you guys are breaking up. You're driving through a tunnel? We're not going to use that one. Okay. <laughs> Prem, Prem de la Prem, the, the creamiest podcast. Oh. Yo! <laughs> oh, the creamiest podcast. What a way to end the show. All right, guys. it's It's been such a blast. Um, thank you so much for coming on, and I'm sure we'll talk to you guys again. Yeah, in the love future. to have you on again. Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you, guys. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Peace. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.